0: welcome to another installment of black brew i'm aaron and i'm josh and we're your co-hosts before we begin <laughs> before we begin be sure to follow our instagram at at black brew podcast additionally please go leave us a rating and a review on apple podcast Today, we've got some really provocative topics. First, we're going to be discussing student loan debt. Joe Biden has said that he only plans on canceling $10,000 of our student loans instead of the 50,000 that everyone's asking for. Later, we'll get into country music star, Morgan Wallen saying the N word. And Rachel Kirk, Kirk Kirk whatever, however you say her last name, from The Bachelor attending a plantation-themed frat party. We're smelling all that black core tea on cancel culture. But first, Josh. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's get into some political tea, shall we? (laughs) Okay, so I did not watch the town hall that Joe Biden had, but he apparently had a town hall and uh, someone asked him about canceling student debt, and Chuck Schumer and Elizabeth Warren have put out this statement that they want to cancel um, up to $50,000 50, $50, of student loan debt just because it would be, it's kind of, people say that's what he promised during the campaign, so people are saying that that's just like the most effective way to close the racial wealth gap and to help a lot of people, but Joe Biden said he does not have the authority to do that, and so he's saying, I'm only going to promise 10000 not fifty thousand. How do you feel about that? <sighs> so
1: I guess I, I don't fully understand like the logistics between the executive branch and the legislative and exactly like what would be breaching into each other's territories if there was any evidence that something like this situation is considered so extreme enough that it should be voted on. And not done executively, that I guess I can agree. But I'm like, I mean, we're wasting the money on things that don't help the people, anyways. We might as well chunk out the fifty thousand. I also heard something about the explanation being that they didn't want to pay off some Ivy League scu- like Ivy League students' debt because they're rich.
0: Yeah. So the issue is not even an issue of the executive branch and the legislative branch, because what they're asking him to do is to cancel a student loan threat through an executive order, which would just come from his office as the president. And it has nothing to do with Congress or any of the legislative branch. And I'm just confused because he's saying that he does not have the authority to do it with $50,000, but he has the authority to do it with $10,000 and there is like no like legal political precedent that's saying Joe Biden can only cancel uh, 10,000, he can't cancel 10, ten wait, saying that Joe Biden can only cancel 10,000 and not 50,000. There's, like, no rule or anything. It's just he signs an executive order and he does it.
1: The issue is because his current campaign and office slogan right now is quote-unquote unity, mm. and he's trying to appeal to Republicans because the thing is, Republicans already like, they're dark narrative of biden is that within office he's made the most supposed executive orders without even respecting the other branches and i'm over here like these were executive orders that needed to be done and really shouldn't have we don't have time to vote on but i can see that he may be pulling from there and not wanting to step on their toes because he realizes um i mean there's a lot of things politically stacked against the left right now, even though we're all like, even though we're the majority in almost everything, because of how Republicans gerrymandered everything, they most likely will get this. They have a high chance of gaining power back. And I could see that he may be trying to tiptoe his way for the next four years while like completely disrupting how they view him. I don't know. I, it, ever since he's gotten office, I really have seen his red side more than I've seen his blue side. Everything is very centrist. That's really interesting. His choices are intentfully centrist. And I
0: I personally think it's toxic as hell. I I agree. I also think it's really toxic and I'm not I'm honestly not really surprised because I I I remember like I was on like social when I when I used to, you know, fight people about politics on social media, I was on social media (laughs) I was on social media saying like Joe Biden is a capitalist. He adheres to neoliberal policies. He cares about free market capitalism and deregulation. And he is not this progressive socialist that people are making him out to be, um, which is bad because that's that's what I want in a president. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes sense to me that he would want to continue this whole horrible, horrible, oppressive policy of people literally being in poverty because of their student loan debt. When he could literally just, with the sign of a pen... Get rid of so much of like class oppression and racial wealth gaps by signing and canceling fifty thousand dollars and i i'm I'm actually really offended because he came into this campaign into this presidency saying that he was going to be an anti-racist and that he was going to fight for black and brown people. And my thing is, if Chuck Schumer and Elizabeth Warren have already put out a statement saying that black and brown people to make up the most You know, they're hit the hardest with student loan debt. Wouldn't it make sense if if you claim to be anti-racist to cancel $50,000 of student loan debt so that you could alleviate all of that economic hardship that Black and brown people in this country today are facing, especially since Black women take up, have the most student loan debt, are suffering the most from student loan debt? Wouldn't anti-racist do that, Josh? Of course not. Why is he not? It's because
1: it's, it's not explicitly racist. Again, because he's a centrist and he's just a neoliberal, it this approach towards taking down racism, classism, it is all a dog and pony show. It's a giant vaudeville performance for all of us because the thing the thing about the values of liberals, which we've, you know, not that we're going to get touching on the Texas issue, but what we've seen with Texas is that real liberal like perspective is not really trying to fix anything. It's all about keeping face he if he's capitalist he's not going to try to really stop racism if he's capitalist he's not going to try to stop classism because to them those two systems are important in making sure that the wealth of the wealthy can still accumulate like i mean it's disgusting but if we really look at the titles that he holds it's it's not surprising he doesn't care He's doing what all Democrats have been doing and it's pulling on the dicks of black people to get us to vote for him.
0: Exactly. To, to fail and, us. Yeah. And I I have said that about moderates and centrists, and it upsets a lot of people. I have called out the racism that I think that Joe Biden does and says a lot of times and those like liberal white gay men always want to come for me on Facebook, whatever. But like... I, like I'm sorry, like if I I I don't think he cares about black people the way he says he does because if he did he would do counsel fifty thousand dollars and you go back to what you said about um the whole Harvard and Princeton and Yale bullshit BS that he said I I don't get that because first of all I'm thinking to myself like why does it matter because if you're I, I doubt that the rich people that he's talking about saying oh i don't want to count someone who went to harvard because you know they don't i guess they're not affected by it or something like that but they don't take out these federal student loans because they have college funds they have wealthy parents who can afford to pay this stuff out of pocket so i don't understand why where this is coming from and it just seems like so you're willing to not help black and brown people like you said you were to close the racial wealth gap to dismantle racial capitalism but you don't want to do it because of some rich kids going to Harvard and your daughter going to a state school. Like what? What is that? Even, what? What is that? It's pretty fucking classist, is
1: what it is. Assuming that only the wealthy can make it to college. Uh, the man's views is as old as he is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I swear, no one, no one in in the government has had an update or look. At the latest Twitter feed to even know what the hell's going on in the world. (laughs) Like, they really think people who go to college are the wealthy ones still. And that, I don't know, the more I'm hearing it in my head, it echoes back all the things that we've been saying, like how liberalism isn't actually progressive, that it, it is just a dog and pony show. Like, it's all, oh, look at the poor people oh, look at this, like on a very shallow level and there's like no substance to it. It's just to divert the attention of the public away from them from looking like an asshole. They, they don't give two shits. It's very I'm, frustrating.
0: I mean, if we go back and I think that like um, when we use all of these different labels and stuff in American politics, they all have these different different uh denotative and connotative meanings so like when we say like okay someone is a liberal we tend to think okay that means they're a democrat they are you know a progressive they're you know on the left but what liberalism means is not necessarily what you know being a democrat means because liberalism is this political philosophy about um you know a, a right to like freedom and um you know privacy and all this other you know social contract-esque you know classic political philosophy stuff that was made by all those ugly old white men it doesn't necessarily mean the stuff that we mean today when we say like oh i'm a democrat because you can liberalism it, it goes hand in hand with capitalism because um you know, it's all about like free market and like no government interfering in your lives. So, um, which is why I, I always get some people think that neoliberal just means that you're just a bad liberal. And it's like, no, it, it means that you just support capitalism.
1: It literally, what's happening is that people are looking at these terms and they're thinking they're umbrellas, like umbrella terms encompassing the others, like liberal encompasses progressive, leftist, when it's not, they're separate labelings to a complex character. So, like, Democrats are filled with liberals, progressives, and leftists. These are not all the same thing. They're not interchangeable. They sit beside each other. They're close to each other somewhat on the spectrum, but they're just not the same thing. And we got to start educating people on this, And which I think for late... I can't speak for the older millennials, but late millennials and Gen Zs, especially observing TikTok and other social media, we understand that distinction, and we're making that distinction. Like there is a heavy push to call, refer to ourselves as leftist, and that there is a difference between being leftist and being whatever the hell Joe Biden's trying to carry.
0: So, if he cancels ten thousand dollars of student loan debt, what do you think that will do for people who are suffering with students from student loans, and for our economy? <laughs>
1: I mean, it will be making a sacrifice to the economy that at that point will be useless. Like paying fifty thousand off, I think, you know, that will be a sacrifice to our economy, but I think it's worth it because I think our values should not be based on our economy alone. But doing ten thousand, it's less than a for some people that's less than a percentage of what they owe. It's gonna be useless. They're going to still have that accumulating, um, what's it called?
0: Uh, interest. Interest
1: yeah. on it. And then we're sacrificing this money for nothing. Like, it's it's useless. Yeah. The only way, the, literally the only way to make it impactful is that 50%. Because most of us have, I mean, not 50%, but 50,000. Because most of us have $50,000 or so in debt. Or that at least is a chunk of what we already have
0: it's interesting that you know um i I, and i said this on facebook that like he joe biden and all these people say they care about you know stimulating the economy and even though i don't really fucking care about the economy because honestly fuck the economy it's made up yeah it's all just fake shit anyway (laughs) but (laughs) it's funny that like i in my mind and people think that you know leftists don't know how to talk about the economy and that we only care about social issues but in my mind it seems like it would be a good idea to get rid of that fifty thousand dollars that m- what is pretty much the average for most people who get bachelor's degrees so that they could have more money to invest and spend and other things inside the economy even though i really don't fucking care about quote, stimulating the economy but if you want people to have more money to spend wouldn't it make sense to just get rid of the fucking fifty thousand? I don't know. I, I I'm just really confused as to why it doesn't moderate centrism is like the like it's like the trend nowadays.
1: It doesn't make sense like at all because with the hierarchy of needs, what we should be valuing as a country is making sure that people's needs are met and that the economy is actually just a byproduct, a symptom. Of wealth and of prosperity, like people are able to buy and spend when they have money. People are able to buy and spend on more things when it's not just them focusing on getting food and a house and shelter and water and power. Like to me, like we could do so much more of our economy if we eliminated our money, having to funnel into those basic needs, but being focused on, all the luxurious things and the extra things I, that make I don't know that just makes more sense to me than whatever the hell we're trying to do
0: so you're not team Biden right now
1: I've never been team Biden <laughs> I've been I've been I'd rather vote for Biden than someone who is not only racist and problematic but also Ooh, has made Josh. horrible and policy issues like Biden's not that great but he's just as bad as Bush and whatever other fucking Republican. Don't upset
0: the white gays.
1: The white gays can suck my black ass cock. Ah, I don't ah, care. ah. Their opinions are irrelevant. They're white men. Oh, you suck dick? Okay. (laughs) Your oppression story stops when the Christian, you know, when, um, I mean, honestly, the oppression stops when we get so far into 1800s. Up up until that point, even though America was quote-unquote Christian, they didn't give a fuck about gay people. It wasn't until after like the 1800s that things started getting spicy. Bitch, we've been slaves for 400 years. Get in line.
0: Oh, get in line. Okay. All right. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, mm, don't get me started. Wait, wh- wait, you know what? You know what? You let's, let's give a white goes. man a minority badge and he runs with it. Let's <laughs> 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 He I, runs
0: with it. Let's move into our next topic. I hope Speaking we don't lose followers. You know, <laughs> white men and slavery. <laughs> so if you've been keeping up with pop culture, um then you probably know that oh a while ago, um a country music star named Morgan Wallen never heard of him until he was supposed to sing at SNL, but then he got in trouble for breaking COVID violate guidelines. He, TMZ released a video of him saying the N-word, y'all. The N-word. And then later we found out, um, after people were apparently watching The Bachelor, which I don't do. But they found out that one, uh, it's, you know, the first time they had a black Bachelor. And one of the girls apparently got in trouble. And um, because a TikToker is always TikTok. Released a video saying, don't you remember when you bullied me for dating black guys? And then some pictures resurfaced on Twitter of this girl. Her name is Rachel Kirk and Connell, whatever, I don't know, um, being in a plantation antebellum scene party. And that just you know resurfaced a lot of people talking about um <laughs> gherkin shit. It, it resurfaced a lot of conversations about cancel culture and i hear a lot of people talking about like you know like well i don't believe in cancel culture like cancel culture isn't real so like or like we shouldn't cancel people we should hold people accountable cancel culture is a myth so like and republicans talked about cancel culture during the impeachment trial josh what the fuck is cancel culture
1: it, it's
0: something that has always
1: existed we're just trying to make a political label towards the actions of humans not liking someone and what they say or what they do and Instead of us, like, enlarged but separately moving away from someone, we are collectively moving away from someone. Like, I don't don't get why we're acting like it never existed. People have been canceling people from the beginning, the dawn of time. If humans don't like someone, they shun them out. It's human nature when a collective or a group is like, nope, you're endangering us, you're making us feel uncomfortable, you do not represent us, we don't like what you have to say. We oust them. I mean, cancel culture happened to the Dixie Chicks. Let's not fucking act like this hasn't been happening. Like, it frustrates me because there's they're pretending like it's some like Gen Z millennial mess that we've invented that well, we don't I that think, we're tone deaf. I think or the issue
0: is that for some people, it's like this happened, you know, X amount of years ago. And to be honest, the shit that happened so. Morgan Wallen said the n word literally like this year, and that girl with the plantation pictures. It happened in twenty eighteen, but it has become a true, I guess, a quote trend on Twitter for people to resurface like their tweets and their pictures from like years and years ago, where they're like, "Oh, you did blackface," or "You said the n word," or "You, you know, you tweeted this." And it's like, well, they should their career should not end now because they did some shit in the past, or people say like, you know, well, cancel culture isn't real because like it doesn't actually work because if it worked, why does Jeffrey stars still have a platform? i mean so, valid i mean for me and people want to start calling it accountability culture i'm just confused it's like what what is wrong with the like what what can't like the word the verb canceling to cancel someone like what is that what does that mean
1: i think the issue is because especially wait <clears throat> especially like wait white cis straight, wait
0: huh? so before you answer my question I asked that question because people say that there is a difference between canceling someone and holding someone accountable. Now explain like what, if that's what we're saying, then what, what is, what is the difference between canceling and holding someone accountable?
1: So it's all in perspective to me. I think it's ridiculous to try to, it, the situation matters more than the label, but people who are very sensitive in this situation, which I'm just going to list it off, white, cisgender, straight people who are very sensitive, because they hadn't met oppression in the day in the life in this form. So when they get held accountable, they get sensitive. But they feel like, from what I've observed, is that when we use the word cancel, where there is an assumption and a connotation that means there's no room for growth, no room for them coming back, no room for them to improve and have light shown on them. And I think it's rooted in a fear that being held accountable to our actions means our entire futures, destiny, whatever, is deleted. Which I think is ridiculous. I don't think there's a single person that says that someone can't be redeemable and that they can't do the work to redeem themselves for it. But from what I've gathered, that's the distinction. That they they are associating the word cancel and cancel culture with, like, permanency and being viewed in a way without any room to grow.
0: Do you ever think there's a... a, uh circumstance where someone should be permanently canceled
1: i mean hitler
0: is that your only example
1: i mean i mean in reality i think in my personal philosophy i think anyone can be redeemed if they put equal amount of work into it when it's not showcased when it's not when it's not clearly for clout when it's sincere such as i suddenly see this person Going into, I don't know, let's say they say something racist and they start actually going into the black community. And we're starting to see them actually give examples of befriending local black communities, how, listening to the narratives, listening to how that, those people felt about what they did, them making statements about improving, them donating, them, you know, putting in work.
0: Do you think that actually happens? Because Morgan Wallen, he released um, an apology video, and then apparently he met with quote black leaders or like some shit like that to help him understand the impact of like what he said. And then of course the girl from The Bachelor, Rachel, she also released an apology. And like I don't know, it just seems like to me whenever like someone gets quote canceled and they say they're gonna like you know work to like you know, it's really better, a slap on They the go wristband. on an apology tour where I feel like they make themselves a victim of, quote, canceling, getting canceled. And I really like they don't really actually, like, do the work necessary to uncancel themselves.
1: I would definitely argue that people don't try. What I did find interesting about Morgan, though, is that something that made me kind of, like, I guess change my view about him was him directly talking to the people that he inspired to do some really problematic stuff, such as him coming out and saying it somehow inspired all of these white people to start following and purchasing and buying, which is really telling on a certain population of white people how Mm -hmm. racist they are. But he actively confronted the group that he was inspiring, unlike Trump, and said, hey, this is actually not fucking okay. Stop. Don't support me for this. I did it wrong. This was wrong. What the hell is wrong with y'all? And I'm like, thank you. Someone who's actually holding full accountability for their whole impact, at least in words. It's more than we've seen in the past four years.
0: You know, that reminds <laughs> me of, because uh, there was a whole time when when the whole like Shane Dawson recently and Jeffree Star thing was canceling. And how people said, you know how people said, like, Jenna Marbles canceled herself. And she, like, decided to take accountability for herself. And she was like, you know, like, I did some things that I was not proud of that I don't support so I want to step away because this is my decision to do so. And then everyone started getting very angry at, you know,
1: cancel people of culture.
0: color for saying like, you know, cancel culture or people of color, y'all made Jenna Marble leaves YouTube and she did nothing wrong. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why can't you just let this white person be accountable for their actions? And this is her decision. Why are you blaming, you know, black people, people of color on, on social media for you know, holding white people accountable for what they did, like she did blackface, and she apologized for it, and she said she wanted to leave YouTube, and that was her decision, not the decision of black people.
1: So- and you know what? I don't like even though she did that stuff in the past, like I don't judge her for it because she took control, she made the first move, and I think that's what most of us are just asking for people is like if you if you can think back to a time where you did something that could in this time be seen as bad. You bring it up. You dig it up. You call yourself out on it. You show because that's the only way that we know it's sincere, because you went out of your way to show what you have learned, what what was wrong, even if the rest of us aren't looking at you. And it goes back to to that like we should be judged like who we truly are is what we are when people aren't looking, and that is an exact case. Like someone has decided to dig up their past sins present it and say hey this is wrong this is why it was wrong and I'm gonna do better like when I saw that shit maybe I was like too bad you dropped out of YouTube because I was about to go watch your videos just because you're a decent human being who showed that they could grow
0: I mean I, I I agree I don't really like her videos I didn't really think she was all that funny um but I know that I it it really pissed me off the way that her fans reacted to it. And um I I I was just really pissed off because I was like, this is y'all are y'all are throwing punches at the wrong person. You should not be getting mad at people of color on the internet because Jenna Marbles decided to leave YouTube. So before we even had started this podcast, we were talking about Rachel, and I want to mention this because one of our listeners Asked us to talk about the Bachelor stuff. Mm-hmm. You say that what she did was not was not worthy of being canceled or like
1: like if talking about particularly the the barn, oh, um, that or the plantation like that. it I mean like I think it's distasteful and unsavory, but. I don't think it's cancel-worthy. I mean, if she's from the South, it's part of our history. White people are not in proximity in their minds when they view the things that are romanticized around them. They're not thinking slavery. They're thinking how beautiful it is. And some of that isn't their fault. And it's distasteful. They should be a little bit more mindful of what an area can mean to multiple people. But, like, I'm... That's more an opportunity to teach people than it is to just outright cancel them. Like we can learn from that. They she didn't so directly now are hurt you anyone. making a
0: distinction because what I thought canceling w- was holding some I, I'm now I'm confused by, <laughs> by So
1: she's at a location for a party that she didn't host. With people that she's connected to, like there, those factors there. I'm like, this isn't an outright attack or diminutive action towards us who are black. So in my mind, I'm like, that's. I'm like, this is what. I, like, it's not an attack to us. It's distasteful to
0: us. I so
1: to me, I'm like that is distasteful. This is what we see when we look at this place. We shouldn't be glorifying a plantation, but she didn't put the plantation there. I'm assuming she didn't start the party there. She did bully a
0: girl for dating a black Now,
1: so that part, that part, I'm like, we
0: can. Allegedly, people said she was liking racist tweets and stuff. I just think it all coincides, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, in the year of 2018, I mean, we, before that even, like, from, like, 2015 to 2016, 17, and part of 18... I felt like we were all having conversations during that year about the Confederate culture that was happening and how it was racist. So if if she was doing this in 2018, in my opinion, I'm just like, we were we were already having conversations about not celebrating this kind of culture because of of, of its legacy. So I don't really know if if I agree with it just being distasteful. <sighs> Well, <laughs> I'm looking
1: at it from someone, I'm looking at it from, like, my family's point of view. She's a white, I'm assuming she's a white Southern girl. Not all white Southern girls are in the same echo chambers and bubbles as us who are actively trying to be progressive. I I know plenty of white girls who like Black people, who have it engaged into that political and deeper social um, social issues because, I mean, they're not surrounded by it. They don't have someone there to inject those ideas into their sphere. I don't know. I give leniency because, like, I understand where the ignorance can come. I understand how it's formed. And if she's from an all-white town or a mostly white town and a mostly white place, she may be the most progressive thing in their town. I think that's a moment where I mean, hell, she's on The Bachelor trying to get with a black man. I think there is space and room for her to learn from it without it defaming her. I don't know. Because when, when I see these moments, I think of some of my friends from back at home who aren't exposed to the same material and conversations and dialogue and rhetoric that I am. Because I'm in an educated area where they're not I don't know. Does that make sense?
0: I I understand I what, understand what you're saying. Um And
1: Especially I... if she's more conservative leaning she's she might not have been part of this conversation about plantations being
0: distasteful. I I guess I <sighs> I, I, I hear what you're saying, um, and maybe a couple of years, like back then, I I mean, you, like you, you say, she may, she may have been, you know, in this spot where she's not, she doesn't have access to the things that we hear about. But at the same time, during those years that we were having these conversations about the Confederacy, though people who were in support of this culture, they may have been. You know, isolate it to people who were in this echo chamber who had those same ideas. But I'm not saying she did this. But like a lot of them were very much vocal um, in resisting um, or supporting their their beliefs and telling people who who disagree with them why they were supporting quote southern heritage and southern culture. So I I just personally find it hard to believe that a a young woman in 2018 even if she even if i don't know where she grew up even if she grew up in a small town or whatever or she was living in an echo chamber but if she has access to social media she should have been aware that these conversations were going on even if she disagreed with them because if she she did disagree with them she probably were having conversations with people who like for example on the oppositional side not even that, but like if she was in her commun- community with her community, like all three of all like all of our girls, we all agree that this is not racist. People are saying it's racist, but it's not. It's just our southern culture, it's just our heritage, she still would have access to that 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 it, there was resistance happening about that. But I mean, I guess it's I mean, that's to each its own, I guess. We we both have different it's, growing up backgrounds. You grew up I grew up with these people. Yeah, <laughs> I did not, so there there is that there's black bruise first uh (laughs) difference of opinion but
1: um, (laughs) it's more it's like it's just complicated because i don't know i'm trying i'm trying my best to retaliate to people who have who are doing things that i would consider offensive from a different perspective it's like kind of a change because it really has clicked on me in my time alone in my home is like How different, for example, I have a friend named Patsy, and Patsy is very, she's a white woman. She has very centrist views, right-leaning. She is my best friend, but she, she has views that I consider really problematic. But in my conversations with her, it becomes more and more evident how, like, we feel like we're surrounded by this, like, leftist and liberal ideas and that everyone else is, but in reality, they're not. And it's, it goes again with the whole issue that comes with social media. There are echo chambers being made, and if you're if you're inside an echo chamber, living in echo chamber as a community, then the weight of their opinion has a different push in your head than someone from the outside. And it takes in these moments, like in there, in a white person's eyes, is like this is my culture. This was our history, and they are going at it with that being the core and the root to how they approach those things. And I'm not going to argue with them against it because it is, and we feel the same way about our culture and historical things. But we're we have to reveal to them how to expand that perspective to put as equal weight in someone else's historical experience with what their ancestors were doing, and so. It's it's so tricky to talk about this, and, and it doesn't seem like it is tricky to us who are Black or who aren't a part of that culture, but for them to come from that culture, it is tricky, and it's hard, because they have a personal attachment to it, because the the valiant and gallant Victorian antebellum South is the that is the glory day idea that white people in this area are raised with.
0: And and I, and I, and I acknowledge that and I recognize that um, because I, I grew up in the South. Like I, I, and I understand that's like a big thing. Mm-hmm. I think, I think what, what my issue now is, is that, um, I, I know that it's a very complicated thing and I know that people, they, they grew up in spaces where like, they don't have, they don't even have the opportunity to access a lot of, the different perspectives and viewpoints that would give them a more open mind, and I and I know that like that's that's bad. I think I just as a black person am for just for me, speaking for myself, mm-hmm. I have gotten to the point where I am just honestly, I think I'm just emotionally and mentally exhausted from this issue having to keep happening and happening and happening and happening when I feel like. I feel like if you if you have some like because now she says it's okay, like she says like I'm sorry, I apologize. That was something that was obviously I I shouldn't have done that or or whatever her apology was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just I'm tired of having to have this conversation so many times, so many times, and to also defend myself to be like, listen. I get that like this happened in the past and you may not feel this way now, but like at the same time, like people still do this today because it's 2021 now, right? Mm-hmm. But in 2025, we're gonna have some more people come out who said like, for example, Morgan Wallen literally just said the N word in 2021. Straight up. So like, I'm 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 tired of it happening, and that's my issue. And I'm getting to a point where I'm I'm slowly slowly losing patience with having to like not necessarily have these conversations because like as a future educator like I'm I'm not going to like you know like completely like shut down someone who comes from a different background I'm obviously open to like rhetorically listening to people and listening to their backgrounds perspectives and different origins and all that stuff and I think it's all all valid if like you don't have to be a radical black queer you know communist feminist like me for me to think that you are a valid person that what you say and what you experience in your life and your childhood is valid I am just—it's—it's growing. It's becoming a strain on on my mental state for me to have to keep addressing these issues over and over again. I'm like, I I completely get that I'm coming from. And maybe it's different for me because I didn't grow up around white people, and you did. So I I don't know.
1: It—I will say there is a difference, and having to be in that close proximity, being half white, like I don't just have a black person's perspective. I automatically have their perspective because that's the one that was indoctrinated in me. And so it. I wish I could just take a step back and say I don't fucking care. But because it's like it's my family, it's my culture being involved on both sides constantly. I guess it forces me to have to continuously give all this emotional care to it, even though I'm really fucking tired. I feel like and this may be a discussion for another podcast episode. But I think we might just, in general, need a more effective way to explain and teach race, uh, racist underlying and uh, racist and prejudice underlying things in our culture, where we've left it up to citizens to have to do it, and we we can't. We really need our educational systems to do it accurately, and if they would, we might not be having all the issues that we are, and we would see progress moving a lot faster. Because I think that's where it's rooted is that education supposed to be the route where all these people are to be exposed to different perspectives of reality, but our education system is just not set up to do that.
0: And, I mean, even then, and this will be the last thing, I agree, like, I feel like educators should definitely probably take the the, the lead on that, but we, as a culture in America, have this thing set up about education being a brainwashing cult, Um, And that's something we definitely also need to talk about in addition to what you just said. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, This has been an interesting podcast. Uh, Again, be sure to follow us on Instagram at at BlackBrewPodcast. Leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And also, next week, we have a very special episode. At the end of every month, we will be having an impromptu extemporaneous podcast. That means that you're going to find out what a conversation between Aaron and Josh is like as if we were just on the phone talking so it'll be miscellaneous it will not be scheduled topics you're just going to find out what the what we have to say so that shall be very interesting um yeah so we'll see you next week bye